Hello and welcome to the It's Not Easy podcast, a podcast hosted by the Young Faith Matters team from the Llandaff Diocese of the Church in Wales. My name is Amelia Stevenson and I'm here with my co-host Simon Evans. Together we both work as youth engagement workers for the Church in Wales and this podcast is just an opportunity to have open and real conversations about the challenges of youth discipleship. We're going to be chatting each week with a new guest about their experiences discipling young people and hearing what they've learned through the difficult and joyful moments of leading young people. Um, So we hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the It's Not Easy podcast where we talk about the challenges of youth discipleship. So we're back with Simon. Hello. And today we also have Alice Howard joining us. Hello. Hello. So tell us a bit about yourself. Who are you and why are we talking to you about youth discipleship today? Why are you talking to me about youth? No, I'm Because I, I rang you up and asked you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Yeah, because Simon asked me. Um, yeah, so like you said, my name's Alice. Um, and we're here in Brinsai and Baptist Church today, which mm. is actually uh, where I work. So I work as the youth and community. I think my title these days is missioner or something. Missioner. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. something Very along nice. those lines. Um, it was worker, so I feel like it's been upgraded, but I'm not quite sure what for. Yeah, so I serve you um, amongst a great team of volunteers um, with our youth. Um, young people, young adults, um, year five and six. Um, yeah, so in a range of different youth roles, I suppose, within church, anything that they need, I sort of do. Facilitate. Yeah, whatever yes. is asked, she's <laughs> up, she is up for it, isn't it? Yeah, it I means. will. I'll have a go most things. Mm. So how did you come into this role of now? from worker to missioner and maybe before that as well yeah so um depends how long you've got i um so i was a um qualified podiatrist when i came to know the lord for myself and i was happily working um at a full-time job in Aberdeen as a podiatrist and one day um i was at a membership meeting in the church and i just felt the lord um call me into doing the youth ministry um, at the church I was a terrible youth I wasn't brought up in the church I wasn't brought up as a Christian um, so I had absolutely no idea what that involved how that should look how church youth groups run how um, anything was done all I know is that I loved Jesus and I wanted to see young people love Jesus as well so I took on the internship um, at the church and I went down to work in part-time um, and then I volunteered at the church for three days a week and then when that came to an end they offered me um a paid position as their youth worker and um i've been doing that ever since well <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you said that you said that god spoke to you at a meeting so you weren't interested in youth in youth work really before that obviously you've just become a christian you didn't really know anything did you know what youth Obviously, had you been to a youth group yourself by no. then? No. No, maybe drank once as like a teenager from a street um, in Aberama, and I've got a vague memory of that. But yeah, oh, I hung around the outside of the building, but I never actually went inside. So no, I had absolutely no idea how youth was supposed to run, how um, churches ran youth groups. We mm. At the time, we were running a Thursday night outreach youth, which is quite a big response. 
um in the local community but nothing had ever happened there mm-hmm. they would have a little god slot at the end but um they wouldn't often kids wouldn't stay to listen to that they would leave um so pastor ian had set up something on a friday night for the kids within the church um and that was the brinzine youth at the time and there was three 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 children three young people um lots of people say to me oh well we've only got two we've only got four we've Mm -hmm. only got five we only had three and if everybody comes today we got 38 so um and it's not all about numbers but you just got to start with what you got and that's all i did really was Mm -hmm. start with those three young people yeah what does what does it say in the bible isn't it like you know faith or the little things yeah and i think that's a definitely a challenge isn't it because i think we've spoken about it on pre on a previous podcast as well yeah. it's just it's not about numbers it's not about you know it's not about how many people you have because that is always the first question that we ask isn't it or like people end up saying oh and how many came like yeah. oh, like, and that determines the success of a meeting rather than mm, what, absolutely you know, well, how did people leave or what did people learn or did people you know did people meet with jesus i remember um a long time ago at the very beginning of doing this i felt like god clearly say to me um i'm trusting you with a little before i'll trust you with a lot and you know really being challenged by was i gonna show up for those kids if only one showed up that week Mm. because so often we can be sat in a youth meeting or in a youth session thinking oh why hasn't so-and-so here tonight why have they gone out with their friends instead you know this would have been a really good message they needed to hear and somebody in church said to me once you got to focus on the ones who are there and i think that that's a bit of advice yeah. that i was given that was great for me is that actually god knows who's going to be there every week yeah. um god has chosen you to be there with them and whatever it is that he's given you is going to speak to those young people and i always remember being shocked when one of them would say oh did you prepare this with me in mind tonight and i'd be thinking no i don't have a clue <laughs> um but that's what god does you know yeah. all we have to be is faithful mm. to what he asks us to do um and he does the rest yeah so how would you going from that three to 38 that's obviously been a process um mm-hmm. and something that you've been trusting god with yeah but how would you define that journey of discipleship or has your understanding of it changed I'd say it is all discipleship. So um, sadly, after a couple of years, um, our Thursday night outreach youth, um, we stopped running it. It was a really difficult decision to make because there was lots of kids coming in. But um, it just wasn't working. We lost our volunteers. I was already running a Friday, even with just the three of them. Um, I didn't have the capacity to keep on doing those days at the time I was just volunteering. Um, And I just remember like before I was called to youth ministry I clearly felt like no way god I cannot do this I have no idea what to yeah. do mm. in youth programs I have no idea what to do but all I did know was that I'd been a young person I'd faced lots of challenges and if I'd known Jesus then it would have totally changed how I'd mm. approach those challenges so I just took the approach of what did I do in other small groups within the church or we did Bible study. So I just started doing Bible studies with these um, three, which turned into four. Um, and all we would do was open up God's word, look at the Bible, and then have a section where we applied it to our daily lives. Nice. And, okay, this parable is great. Say, um, 
I don't know, the Good Samaritan, for example. Um, but what do we learn? And I think there's three really good and simple steps when you start looking at a piece of scripture. And it's, you know, what do I learn? Or what what is the piece of scripture telling me? What is God's word telling me? What 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 is what's going on? Um, and then it's what's it telling me about God, like or Jesus? What yeah. do I learn about God or Jesus? And then I think the last bit's even more important. What do I learn about what God or Jesus wants me to do? And that was something that we started doing like early on in youth is that this isn't just a book with stories in it but this is god's word and what does god want us to do about that mm. so that's kind of how we started um discipleship really yeah and then one friend would invite somebody that they knew from school um or somebody else joined the church and their young person came along um and yeah, it just grew like that, really, quite organically. Um, it was never about numbers. It was never advertised everywhere. It was never, let's get as many kids as we can in. It was that we're just going to preach Jesus and trust God for the rest. Mm. Yeah, I love it. I love it when you say this sort of uh, centered on the Bible, because I think sometimes when we're in youth, like ministry or youth work, we feel like you have to make it really um, attract, you know, attractive to kids and you try and put on loads of, you know mm. things to get as many kids in and yeah and like i said and sometimes then i feel like the bible can get missed so then we yeah. we're sort of a which is which i mean it has different functions depending on what god tells you to do with your youth group i think but yeah sometimes we miss the bible and, and actually i've been challenged on that quite a lot and is actually just le- even when preaching or with youth is just letting the bible speak for itself mm. it's actually le- letting god god's word god's more capable of you know touch touching these kids in in their heart like yeah. than i can with what i say or you know what how good our talks are or how good you know our xbox is or whatever mm. so and it's like it's trusting god with your gifting as well and what god has given you to do yeah, and like good. with me it was just jesus like i loved jesus and i wanted other people to love jesus i remember thinking i have no idea how this is supposed to be run like what am I supposed to be doing? Like, should we be having <laughs> snacks? Like, I have no idea. Um, but I just remember thinking and remembering maybe God saying, you know, just be faithful in mm. in what I've asked you to do. And if mm. they, that is write a program and run an amazing outreach, do that. Like, I'm not discouraging that from youth work at all. Mm. But if that's not your gifting, if that's not your um calling then get away from it because it's probably somebody else's and if you Mm. really know the lord and love him then stick to that like Mm. the more you know and love jesus the easier it is to talk about him to other people and i'd say that that's super important discipleship is like you can't pour from an empty cup so your cup needs to be full and then it's Mm. easy to drop jesus into your youth conversations or into your bible study or into their lives because it's what you live and breathe whereas if it's something you just do on a sunday or if it's something you do on your wednesday nights when you run youth then it is hard to speak to these kids about jesus but if it's your every day then it's not mm. Mm. i uh i was reading a a book uh do you know gavin calver he works uh, he's the head of the evangelical alliance no I he's got a book to, uh, called uh, unleashed uh, and he was saying about how there's some psychological sort of tests that they've done that within the first half an hour of meeting someone, you can tell what their hobbies are by what they've spoken about. Mm. 
and he, and he said like they've done it at, like loads and loads of tests and you can actually just tell people will bring up things that they're really interested in within the first half an hour of a conversation with them or if you're really unlucky or meet somebody who doesn't ask you anything about yourself <laughs> that's true yeah so that might take a long time to get to half an hour but like he was saying he was really challenged like actually yeah. would jesus come up in yeah. in, a, in a half an hour like are we so in love with Jesus and, ex- and excited and yeah, passionate? Yeah, not church or no. not what you do for not God. Not my job. But yeah. Jesus, that is mm. a challenge to all of us, isn't it? Yeah, because actually without jobs, it's sometimes easy. Like that's an easy way in just to in terms of to church, but it doesn't necessarily get mm. you to Jesus. And I think but, sometimes we take for granted that, like we just assume everybody loves Jesus. If you're, But I think the longer you're in this job... Um, there's a verse in Revelation that um, is an absolute challenge, but it's fantastic. And it's Jesus saying um, to the church, um, yes, I see all the things that you've done for me. Yes, I know what you've done, but I hold this against you. You have forgotten your first love. And it's like, oh, mm. in youth ministry, we've got to mm. go back to that first love because it's not about what we do for God, but it's about loving him and doing it from that place. Mm. Um and like you said, yeah, you should always be on our lips within half hour, like mm. at, and, at yeah. least. And to be fair, I mean, me, me and Amelia both know you, Alice, and I'd say you're probably one of the most likely for us <laughs> to hear about Jesus. In the first like, in 20 the first, seconds. <laughs> yeah, which is which is a good thing. And that's why, well, you well, know, now we've... Thank <laughs> you. I'm not sure it's so, uh, always so evident, but... Yeah. No, it definitely comes up. Like everyone yeah. that speaks to you knows that like Jesus is the first thing. I think it's easier that way. Yeah. Um, I think again, say mm. to like twenty one, um, people already knew me in life, people knew I'd made lots of mistakes. Um, there was somebody even within our church who'd been who'd worked with my sister and knew loads of bad stories about me. Um and actually I think sometimes it's so hard to share our faith, but if it's part of who we are, then it's easier to share. And if mm. when we meet people especially young people say coming into our churches that's just what they straight up know about you straight away it's easier than then trying to sort of maybe oh well i like this or oh, by the yeah. way i'm a christian mm-hmm. but actually it's who i am um and yeah wear it like a t-shirt <laughs> yeah i think I, I was thinking that when i was a uh, when i was working at cardiff city before and what people jokingly call you or your friends call you bible bashers yeah. like that yeah, i yeah. don't i don't mind that because at least you're thinking about jesus <laughs> i love it when people <laughs> you just, know what i mean i don't yeah. mind if you think talk yeah. or talk you know talk to me about I love when people constantly apologize for like swearing around you yeah, I like yeah. I, I quite yeah. like that though because it's always a reminder that they know like that they know who you are and what yeah. you stand for mm. um and especially yeah with um with young people as well oh i can't say that can i around you yeah they're away yeah and mm-hmm. they know and i guess that's like the heart of youth discipleship like you said is just being yourself and pouring from what god is already pouring into you yeah because um, <laughs> i think there's so many programs and useful programs and structures that we can use in youth groups but um, are we coming alongside young people and doing that mm. or are we just promoting another program? Like, are we walking with young people through all things that they might go through in their lifetimes, even just their adolescence? Yeah. How are we equipping them to mm. be um, disciples in their communities? How are we equipping them to just walk through life as disciples of Jesus and be confident in who they are and who Jesus called them to be? Yeah, and I think, um, like, what's interesting you said there about, like, the different programs and stuff, and there are some really good programs out there, mm. but is every group of young people is different, and every person listening to this, or every person who is a youth leader or who's in a church will have a totally different 
dynamic we'll have a totally different group of young people and like never underestimate that god knows what they need to hear so just trust that god knows what you need to say to that group of young people like he has equipped you to be the person there for them and um when you guys were talking about like just then oh um have you read that book i'd written down I know nothing like I'm really bad at uh, maybe knowing what's going on in the wider youth world and maybe this is one of my downfalls um or listening to podcasts or being really involved in youth programs it's not really something I'm interested in at all um and I mean don't get me wrong it can be super beneficial and I think reading is important and knowing what's going on but actually just trusting what God has given you for them is is enough Mm. and that you don't have to be anybody else and actually you just have to give them what god has given you because like i said i know nothing like i don't know how to run a youth program or how to you know and don't get me wrong we do do fun stuff as well they do love that every now and then we have pizza (laughs) nights hot chocolates um or even just like the last half an hour of youth these days is just like they play pool football table and hang around for a chat and sometimes the most meaningful conversations will take place like don't underestimate the power of that one-on-one conversation Mm. that these young people just know the uk and they know you're there and you're consistent and that actually if something comes up on a friday night i'm not going to drop youth as the first thing off my list but actually like it's a priority and i think that with youth you've got to play the long game Mm. because um we don't always see the fruit like um just thinking about actually those three who started coming the first three they don't come anymore Mm. and like actually that's really hard that's quite a hard pill to swallow but i've got to trust that i planted seeds and i did with them during that time Mm. what what i could actually one of them still comes um which is always encouraging but yeah that's what people don't think about when they think about numbers is like who's consistently been here who have you yep. been pouring into for years who's growing spiritually who's now coming up as a leader to take some load off you mm. who are the young leaders around you that you can be equipping small group stuff works so well yeah and like young people influence young people i remember really clearly um knowing that quite a few years ago and it's them who tell jesus about their friends like it's not me it's them so Mm. to get them fired up and then send them out and then you've got a little team of missionary disciples (laughs) done and that yeah and that's uh i mean obviously alice we've seen you do youth youth work and that's something that is is evident is that people will come to you and they'll speak to you you know you have that one-on-one like relationship Mm. with the kids which is which is really amazing and actually you know what does paul say in the bible it's imitate me as i imitate christ yeah. and actually the best thing for us to, to say is look at me loving jesus walking with jesus this is how you're supposed to do it and actually sort of like jesus did is getting people to come and follow us and being on those journey with people yeah i hate the thought of like making kids come <laughs> i hate that i hate yeah. all parents are like oh someone doesn't want to come i'm like fine don't make them because i always wanted to be their choice like following jesus is a choice so we get to make like that's what he says isn't it mm. you know come follow me not you have no choice but you come in with me but it's mm. like get up and leave everything behind and follow me and that's what you want don't you you want them excited to be you you want them you want the fire of the holy spirit to be burning so brightly that it's drawing people to it not yeah. that actually you're having to put on an xbox to get them to come mm. but actually just make it about jesus um and they come yeah mm. Mm. So, so what um 
in your years of experience what would you what's the challenges like obviously this podcast is is supposed to be an encouragement but we want it to be sort of real and honest um about the difficulties as, as well of of discipling those young people and mm. you touched on it a bit then maybe the when if they don't carry on coming or you invest a lot of time yeah. in them and then they they decide it's not for them or uh, what is that what's one of the challenges is that one of the challenges that you have or uh, is it something different that you've spotted you know me well enough to know <laughs> yes um yeah so i'd say probably one of my biggest personal challenges um is when i do something i like to be all in all out like a hundred percent or nothing um and um a pastor actually said to me um alice you're not their savior jesus is um and it was like <laughs> dagger to yeah. The heart, yeah but it's true yeah, it is true is is and actually it was freeing and a big challenge i face is a people pleaser i am if you know me you know that i am a people pleaser i like to be liked and um being obedient to jesus doesn't always mean you're going to be liked mm-hmm. especially by some of these young people who've got personal struggles going on that yeah. might have something to do with you but might have absolutely nothing to do with you um and then they can blame god and when serving Jesus is easy then to be blamed for that. And sometimes when we're serving the Lord, um, especially if it's, you know, fruitful and if it's young people and the next generation, the enemy wants to silence that. And the enemy will do whatever he can to do mm-hmm. that. So not to be afraid of the challenges of youth ministry, because I mean, I'm, that was a pretty deep one. There are some other like things that it's just like, how do you get the young people to come? Or yeah. how do you, but there's also like the really costly challenges of youth ministry is the like when you commit and it's your life it'll yeah. become personal mm-hmm. um but not to be afraid of that as well it could it was so easy at the time i remember thinking oh i'm gonna walk away i'm not doing this anymore and god was like no you're not <laughs> you're gonna play the long game <laughs> yeah it's, it's hard isn't it i think i agree it's like you don't you try not to carry the heavy burdens that, that they put on you because you care so much about them and you feel that responsibility but it's not your responsibility, it's God's responsibility. Yeah. And I, f- I find that like difficult to get that balance, isn't it, of boundaries and, you know, what is what is our responsibility as leaders to, to disciple them and it is just to be with them and to journey with them and mm. love them, but at the time, and it's listening to God of what when yeah. to correct them and, you know, sort of trying to be that spiritual mentor to the kids, isn't it, and saying, like, actually, whatever, even if you don't want to come, I'm st- I'll still be around and, and it's the long it. term. And yeah, it's, like, it's being like the prodigal son you know like um i'm not you're not going to run after those people but you're going to wait and when they turn and maybe decide oh actually i'm going to come back they know that we're the type of people who are like jesus and we'll be there with open arms mm-hmm. and actually always know we're a safe place always mm-hmm. know that we always know we're consistent and i think sometimes that can be a real challenge to youth leaders is that life can get in the way of all of that it's easy sometimes to drop in, to dip out, to yeah. to not turn up on on a night, or when sometimes you might be the only consistent person in that young person's yeah. life. Mm. Mm. You know that is a challenge: is being consistent, being there when they might need somebody, even if it's just for a chat about a boy or something that is important to them that week. Mm. Because if they trust you with the little things, like God said to me, they'll trust you with a lot, and eventually. They'll come to you when there's a real problem going on. And then that's when, you know. Yeah. And then you think that you'd rather them come to you with that relationship than, you know, some, you know, to somebody else who may, may not mm. give as good advice or, uh, you know, yeah. 
yeah it's like acknowledging that fine line of yes you're not jesus you're not their savior but also acknowledging that your consistency is key to their relationship with jesus as well yeah yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and you can't be at all but you can be that constant and i think pastoral care is really important in that side of things like yeah. even if maybe you are not the youth pastor of your church i remember having a mini complex about that when i first had my youth and community job that um i was youth and community worker and i remember being really challenged because my role was actually asking me to be the pastor but that wasn't on my little piece of paper with my title <laughs> and maybe somebody listening has not got a title at all yeah. maybe you're a volunteer maybe you've yeah. got but that means nothing mm. you can mm. still provide pastoral care and support to those young people and like um quite consistently before youth on fridays i'll meet with certain young people maybe a different one for like a couple of weeks at a time and um, maybe we'll go for a costa or something like that and it's just letting them know that you genuinely care and you're genuinely there and like interested mm. in, in their lives and in what's going on with them um, but yeah, so to don't underestimate the power of pastoral care and just being there, if it's your title or no, do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, so it means so much. Like knowing a parent says that, like they love you or something, it's like, yeah, okay, that's great. But you're saying it because you're my parent, and you're almost like obligated to <laughs> yeah, say you it. Have no choice. And, like you don't believe it, or like if a teacher mm. says something to you in school, it's like but you're saying that because you're my teacher, and again, you're obligated and paid to say these yeah. things to me. Whereas mm. when someone like a youth leader starts pouring into a young person i think at first they're a bit like like what's in it for you like why are you saying this to me and then that consistency over time it's like oh mm. actually you actually believe this about me that you see this stuff in me you want to invest in me you're not saying it because we're related you're not saying it because you're paid to like yeah. you're voluntarily investing mm. in me yeah and i think it makes some question actually like who am i and what yeah. is like they start to see the worth in themselves if perhaps they didn't before mm-hmm yeah absolutely and like and just added my own question here but one, <laughs> of the, um, one of the greatest joys um of being a youth leader and working youth ministry is actually as amelia was saying that it was like making my heart fill up because like amelia um helps out at our youth and is not paid to be there um i am these days but actually my whole team of youth leaders are mm. voluntary and they are absolutely incredible. And the greatest joy is to step back and see young leaders investing into those young people. Like you were literally just saying. And actually, like um, we volunteer at a kids camp. And sometimes you might be the only person that that young person engages with who's not paid to be with them. Mm. If they're in foster care or they you know besides their parents every other adult in their life might be paid to spend time with them and you might be that one person who isn't Mm. and that can make a huge difference to a young person and seeing their worth and their value like you said Mm. yeah and that's i think that's where we just uh listen we need to listen to the holy spirit and be guided by you know with young people individually like okay lord when do you back up you know when do you let them go yeah when do you pursue when do you pursue them and encourage them and keep you know, just mean to like, listen to the holy spirit really and be be oh. wise of when do we when actually know when are we supposed to pursue them and keep inviting them to things or when do you leave them and you know just pray for them but not it's just listening and yeah it's been sensitive it's so, to what that's, the Holy Spirit that's wants so us to true because every young person is different as well like you can't mm. just treat them like a blanket level because i know there's some that actually you do have to invite every week to get them there <laughs> but there are also others that like you 
oh i forgot somebody off my list the other day and i felt terrible because like the most consistent attender and i was doing um lifts for cars and like at first i was like oh my gosh that's so insulting but i thought actually no they're so consistently you that i just assumed they would be like i didn't even have to think about oh where are they gonna go because i just knew they would be you um and that's really good to have as well. And like sometimes a little trick is with these challenges is to maybe get your young people to invite the other young people. Maybe start equipping some of your young people to be leaders mm. and get them to start inviting the people who are not coming all the time. Yeah. Um, mm. Because then it's not just you. Like they're not only coming because you care about them, but there's a group of people who care about them. Mm. And that's important too. Yeah, it's like fostering that community and also takes the pressure off you. Like you said, you like you don't have to be the one that's doing everything. But as you're investing into the young people, they're investing into the similar young people around them as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're giving them responsibility, which some of those young people will thrive off as yeah. well of like, I'm being trusted with this. Like I get to play a part in whatever's going on here in this group and you're bringing them in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, another challenge has been um, recently it happened for like the first time but it's happened twice since um, a parent saying that their young person doesn't want to be a part of youth anymore and doesn't want to come anymore and um, I think that can be a real challenge um, to us because like I said earlier it's personally costly mm. um, but not just that because like you think well, we think we know what's best don't we and it's like where else are they on that Friday night what are they doing who are they with um and um with this particular young person in recent months um that's actually what helped was i got a couple of young people who were in their school year on board and we prayed for them and said you know um lord we just pray that if it's your will that they'll come back to youth and for the last four weeks he's been here and he came to our last youth united event um, and all of a sudden he's interested in being at youth again. But those young people around him have mm. been inviting him. Um, so, yeah, he's back mm. coming to youth, which is amazing. And, you know, it wasn't through me badgering and badgering and badgering him, but was through actually he knew that I cared about him, but he knew other people cared about him too. And actually, ultimately, God cares about him mm. um, and wants yeah. him to be here. Mm. Yeah, that's freeing, isn't it? Mm. God, <laughs> God wants to look after them way more than we than do. We do. Mm. Yeah, I think when you got hindsight, you can see that like, oh, it'd be so much like it'd be really good if they were here, if they were attending and we get caught up like on the attendance when actually it's like sometimes all we can do is pray for them and encourage other people um, yeah. to encourage them as well. Like I know like for me as a young person, like people could have like offered me like the most brilliant like youth group ever and I wouldn't have gone until I was ready to. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't, you can't hurry that pro. You can't hurry no. God along. Like you can't hurry that process, yeah. and you have to make that personal decision, or they have to make that personal decision mm. to uh, come. And yeah. like, sorry, sorry. No, go, go. And don't underestimate the power of prayer. So um, we don't do it as much anymore since youth has grown. This is a perk of having a small youth group. So um, <laughs> what I started doing was something I started doing in my own life. So just was like, oh, we'll do that with the youth too, because that's how I used to do. Like, what's going on with my walk with the Lord? This is working let's do it for some teenagers um is post-it note prayers 
post-it note prayers were transformational in our youth group when we were a smaller group is that we would go around and talk about each other's weeks and then they would write down on post-it notes um the type of things they wanted to pray for sometimes it would be school and then the longer that we got to know each other and the closer as a group we became they started really sharing their hearts and then um what we would do is everybody would read out their post-it note and then when they got more confident one person every week would volunteer to pray for the post-it notes and they wouldn't just read them out but they would heartfeltly pray for each other and there is so much power when young mm. people are praying for each other um so maybe that's through a post-it note maybe you, this, we started off by putting them on a board and i would read them out like it was simple stuff mm. and in a group of much bigger it's much harder to do that so much more embarrassing it's so much more um pressure from other young people whereas when we were like seven or eight that was golden times mm. of praying for each other so um if you're not already doing it pray for each other in your youth group mm. or get them to write a post-it not pray yeah mm. and like encouraging them to be able to share that stuff yeah with each other yeah yeah and that's going back to what you were saying at the start Al, in terms of who what just thinking about like Moses it's what's in your hand isn't it what's already yeah. in your hand and just to encourage like leaders it's sort of like what has God already given you gifts yeah. but also young people and just start there and not worry about what's no. happening in the future not worrying about where are we going to go you know what program are we going to do in six months time but just going okay week by week um mm. just take it take it as we go what's what have I got yeah. already and there's nothing greater you know there's no greater joy than when you see someone like get it you know when a young person yeah. finally understands about jesus or gives their life to jesus or is like a leader now or and it, there's nothing better than that and that's sort of i feel sometimes we want we want it to be an encouragement on this on this podcast that like it is yeah. it is difficult but it's yeah. so worth it and i know we keep coming back to that but yeah you're saving sort of, like you're not personally but like through ministry it's saving souls like it's not just yeah. like a short term i'm helping them get through their gcse's but like mm. Yeah. The way in which you pour into these young people can have an impact on their eternity. It's massive, mm. isn't it? That's a challenge. Yeah. I think that's... <laughs> I don't even know what else to say. I think I might as well put the mics down. <laughs> I should have just dropped the mic yeah, down. Just... Yeah. But it's so true. Like, you're not just doing it through a season. And, like, if you're just looking at... If you're someone who's in your local church, like, right now, and just looking around and maybe on a Sunday morning, you always catch the eye of like that one young person or um, you always notice like the two teenagers that show up now and again. If you're that person where they're standing out to you, don't mm. ignore that and you might feel unqualified. Yeah. You might feel not equipped. But um, if God's putting that on your heart, he's putting it on your heart for a reason. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if you're not the one who's going to come alongside them, then who is? Yeah. And what effect does that Absolutely. have on them? absolutely and like yeah like you said then if you were noticing something then it's you would duty to do something about it and that's a big challenge in the kingdom of god isn't it it's so mm. often we can wait for somebody else like that's what mm. that's the position i was in so i said that i was called to youth ministry um at a youth meet in a membership meeting but it wasn't it was i was called to do the internship to serve in youth ministry but i was called to youth ministry in a huge soul survivor conference down the front horrendously fighting with everything i had <laughs> that i was the wrong person to be doing whatever god was calling me to let alone work with young people because i was a horrendous young Alice? person <laughs> god you mean me <laughs> i was what? literally um it got to the stage where if you've ever been to a soul survivor conference 
you'll know Mike Pilavachi is like our Simon Evans um, has got like an audible voice from God saying <laughs> this person and like it came down to the point it's like I still didn't realise I so he, sp- he spoke a message on um, calling Peter out of the boat and the, how there was people you who were being called into ministry but were refusing to get out of the boat classic me <laughs> yeah but I was like and on the way up to source it's comfortable of, this boat. sorry we probably took pages but on the way up to the meet to the conference I'd been listening to like a song story of oceans that was like all about that and then like the night before I'd went I'd had this dream about I was like being called out of the boat mm-hmm. um and Jesus reached out his hand because I started sinking and I didn't take his hand and I was so troubled by this dream. And then I'm at this meeting and Mike Pilavachi is talking about these people who are being called into ministry. And I was like, no, nah, that's not me. That's not me. And then he literally was like, this person has had a dream about this this week. I was like, could mean anybody. Probably not me. <laughs> Still didn't go. And then I'd shared this with a friend of mine who I was there with at like four o'clock in the afternoon. And he was like, this person was talking about this about three o'clock this afternoon. And I was like, nah, it's wrong. It's four. <laughs> and then he said... There's a person here being called to serve in ministry and they do not feel adequate to do it because of like their own past and their own limitations. But God is saying that like he has equipped you um, and it's got nothing to do with your own strength and merit. And then I was just crying, walking to the front like, oh, well, I give up now. Here <laughs> I am. And I'd say that like awesome. maybe your story isn't like that. Maybe you're there because you have to be. Maybe you're serving in youth ministry because there's nobody else in your church to do it. If you've been called, I think it carries a weight that when things get tough, when things get challenging, you can go back to your calling Mm. and you can remember, why am I doing this? Oh, because God asked me to. I'm not doing this because... And ultimately, that's what he asks all of us to do, is to impact the next generation. Like, if that's to be a youth pastor, if that's to be a youth leader, if that's just a volunteer and help make some hot chocolates at the end Mm. of the night, whatever that is God is asking you to do, Mm. like, to do it with excellence as best you can. Um, And to always go back to, why am I doing this? (laughs) Mm. Yeah, it's true. Mm. Yeah, and, like, no role is insignificant in that as well. Like you said, whether you're the one making the hot chocolate or you're the one whether you have like a stage or wherever it is, wherever your role is, like you've got a part to play. Um, I always say, I think Brooke Liggett once said it, but um, like God won't lay you on the stage until you've hoovered the hall. Yeah. Like, and, and that's, that's, that's like our part in, in the kingdom of God or in serving in ministry or serving in discipleship. Sometimes it is cleaning up, setting out, mm. but no task is too small. For God, and don't underestimate what he will do. Like, maybe you're hanging around afterwards and hoovering, and there's a young person hanging about who wants to have a chat. Yeah. Mm. You know, don't underestimate the small stuff. 100%. Okay, so before we kind of close out the episode, what is your one piece of advice for youth leaders? <sighs> so many. So much. Can I give you a list? No. Um, I'm joking. Um, I would just say... Um, maybe it's a bit too simple but like stick to the word of god Mm. like don't get sidetracked don't think you've got to be doing the best thing in mankind and like the best programs and the best facilities and you need all of this and that that stuff might come later but stick to the word of god because ultimately you can't save them jesus can and like Mm. that's why we do youth work or that's why i do youth work and churches do is to see souls one for christ is not just to see teenagers happy Mm. 
like yeah we we do that stuff too but it's ultimately jesus who can change their lives like he can break through in mental health in a way we can't Mm. he can break through in physical healing in a way that we can't like he can change the course of their lives and we can't so by sticking to god's word and just handing it over to him and saying god whatever it is you want me to do in this youth Mm. whatever it is i'll do it because it's about something so much bigger than me I just imagined uh, Alice with like a big billboard just spinning it and pushing it. Just arrow to Jesus. That's all it is. <laughs> but it is. It's, it's always, I, I sometimes feel like times. a cop out. But that's it. Yeah. That's mm. all it is. Like it's Jesus. So like you've got three kids in your church. Start talking about Jesus. Mm. Start making it applicable to their lives. Yeah. Mm. And that's it. What's, yeah, what's the golden rule? Isn't it? Love. And throw in a few posts and not prayers, and that's how I ran youth for many, many years. Yeah. <laughs> love, love God and love others, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's simple. Mm. If that's an encouragement, I don't know what is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for giving up your afternoon to talk to me. I've been talking to you for so long. <laughs> we, we've invited you on. Thanks for coming on and speaking to us. Yeah. Thank talking you. about Jesus is never a task. It's mm. just it's what we do. Enjoy. Well, thank you, Alice. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Young Faith Matters team. If you want to find out more about what we're up to, you can head to the Diocese of Llandaff website and find us under Education and Young People. Or you can find us on Instagram and Facebook under Young Faith Matters. If you'd like to chat further about anything you've heard on this podcast today, you can email us at theitsnoteasypod at gmail.com. That's the it's not easy pod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you so we can chat further about anything to do with youth discipleship.